21st Century Entrepreneurship with Martin Piskarik. I try to invest as much as I can into small businesses because, like, in my opinion, it's one of the few ways to get true wealth. Like, you can sell your time or, you know, but like, you really get outsized returns with investing into early stage businesses. But we're unique in that I can have line of sight into like, great, the accounting and finance on a day-to-day basis of what's happening. So I know I can step in and help them if need be. And what's interesting is like, I have a kind of a four part test for me to like want to invest. I have to see that there's a real market. They have to have product market fit or be pretty close to it. I have to be able to call the main founder or CEO or person after people say, you're an asshole. And I have to, watching them, they can't have a visceral negative reaction. They have to have a curious, hey, why did you say that? And then um, the final piece is they have to be able to, if I can ID on their business faster than they can in like five minutes of knowing their business, I can't invest, but like if I can, if they're like, oh yeah, and then this, and then this, and they can be like step one, five, 600, 10,433, and they're like moving quick, it tells me that they can figure out how to pivot. And they're gonna be open to feedback when the time comes, whether from it's an individual or the market. And it's like, whatever your plan was, your plan's been wrong. I just, that's the one guarantee I do know is like, whatever you thought it was, it's not that. It's gonna be something new, but you have to be open to change. You have to be, you have to be open to feedback, most importantly, of being pulled, hey, you're wrong. And how are we gonna fix it and pivot quickly? And then you have to be able to make those decisions. And it's wild that like, so many people are like, I'm right, I'm, it's like, you're not some prescient genius here. Like, you didn't figure out what millions, billions of other people haven't figured out. Like, that's okay though. Like, shift, pivot. Like, how are you changing your plan now to get where you wanted to go? Because it's never a straight path. It's always like, and sometimes you need to go backwards to go forwards. And it's just like, I don't know, it's a fascinating reality of what I've seen of what makes a successful business is always around, you gotta have a market and you gotta have a product. But like, otherwise it's like, are you open to change? Can you take feedback? Are you the, do you want to be the smartest person in the room? Because as an entrepreneur, you're probably not the smartest person in the room, nor do you want to be the smartest person in the room. Doing what I've found is, you know, after doing this for over a decade with hundreds of businesses all across different industries, like it's fascinating how they all have the same problems. They think they're unique, but they have the same exact problems, the same core issues. And it, a lot of it comes down to people. A lot of it comes down to not wanting to look, you know, turn the mirror inwards, look at oneself and understand like how you're messing things up and how to create. It, it, the other thing that's crazy is accountability. It's so simple just people getting shit done on a consistent basis. Even if you're doing stuff in the wrong order or it costs a little too much, like as long as you consistently get things done, you'll be really successful. But it's wild how like people get off track. They like shiny penny. They um, don't hold people accountable. They're poor communicators. They're all going in different directions. Yeah.
they need to wake up and they are in their autopilot states uh, in their ego issues and i am afraid that they will be in even bigger shit regarding ai coming so they need to wake up very very fast well it's, it sucks too because the number one reason i do what we do is helping the households and like what's wild is like every employee that a business has whether it's a w2 or 1099 there's 2.2 people on average behind that individual that that person is supporting food shelter clothing fun and when that when businesses make bad decisions it's usually not the leaders that are suffering it's usually the the employees and like and it's their households and that's 3.2 people now that may not have a job because you made a bad decision and that's that's a lot of strife that's a lot of challenge that's a lot of you know heartbreak and stress and like it's easily avoidable you mentioned that your team specializes in let's say identifying key indicators for success so what are these how do they um, differ across industries or types of businesses well what's fascinating is i don't think they actually change almost at all across industries or businesses because it's core elements of success these are not industry unique it's clear communication that's present and transparent direct most importantly that doesn't mean it's mean it doesn't mean it's um cold-blooded it just means it's present transparent and clear so we both understand what's being said accountability ownership of tasks things are getting done consistently by all roles within the organization people know what they're accountable for when what good looks like the other things are from a leadership team perspective it's understanding of unit economics great if you sell something how much do we sell for how much do we make why how can we improve that in really understanding how those unit economics align with the bigger picture for the business what is the vision for it what are the goals we have and how can we use the, our understanding of those unit economics to achieve goals another one that i found is understanding of how cash flows in a business not statement of cash flows, but what are the levers in each business that drive cash flow? You know, payment terms or how much, how long do we let pay customers sit on an invoice before they pay us? Um, they're very simple, but just because they're simple doesn't mean they're easy. It's the understanding of how these things come together and create success. But those are probably, doesn't matter what industry, doesn't matter what type of business, accountability, communication, cash flow, and unit economics. When you have a firm grasp on those things, when the leadership team has a firm grasp, when a company and its, its people are committed to those things, you will be wildly successful, like across the board. Like it's just hands down. If you can tell us a bit about your journey leading to founding your company, Focused Energy, what inspired you to start this venture and what was the trigger? Yeah. So when I founded the business, it was really born from growing up in an entrepreneurial family. Half my family was very successful. Um, my side of the family, my father is a brilliant 
woodworker, um, very insightful, but he wasn't great at running construction businesses. And so I watched and felt the stress that cash flow issues and in business challenges put on our family. And through my journey, I was working for a large corporation, discovered a large fraud, reported it, was told to cover it up, went to the SVP of this public company and got the corporate you know, BS line of, oh, we care. Yeah, that's, that's an issue. And I was like, you don't care. You don't want to fix this. And I realized at that point, I was just never going to be built for doing a corporate job. And I really, my passion is all around entrepreneurship and, and changing, changing your life and in positively impacting the community through business ownership and entrepreneurship. And I realized that most businesses, one, they don't need the full-time CFO. They don't need full-time any finance and accounting staff. And what they need is transparent communication on the basic business logic, which is like, great, what's going on with cash flow? Hey, how are we making money? Where are we spending money? Why? In asking very obvious, simple questions. And it's helping people talk through and work through these challenges. And I've got an immense and still do an immense amount of fulfillment from helping people discover or rediscover their passion in their business. And connecting it back to the financials, connecting it back to the operations and helping them realize that no matter how bleak the picture may be, there is always a path. And that's conversely true with um, businesses that are being, that are successful, but are facing challenges is there's always a path to get there. And the greatest thing about it is it's simplification. And that's, I think is people we're, we're really, we're, we're predisposed to want to complicate things. So it's, coming in and as a third party from the outside, just helping business owners, leadership teams see the truth and work towards achieving their goals. And it's just having tough conversations. Let's go to the cash flow that you just mentioned. So many of our listeners are startup owners who struggle to understand their financials. Could you explain the importance of understanding cash flow on the first place for a growing business and how to do it? Yeah. So I think the best analogy I've ever heard was if there's no gas in the car, the car can't go forward. Same with the business. If there's no money in the business, the business can't move forward. And so managing cash flow is understanding what activities are you taking and how do those impact cash and how it moves in and out of the business. The biggest elements with cash flow are look at, you know, start with the big stuff, the boulders, and then down. You don't really need to care about the grains of sand. Those aren't going to hurt you. If a boulder hits you, it's probably going to kill your business. So it's how do we first identify the really big things? Great, you know, from spending money, the people or inventory, uh, major capital expenses, big ticket things that are going to really, you know, put a big dent in cash flow. And same thing on the money inside. Great, where are we making our money? And there's a big difference between revenue and profit. And so, like, just because you're Charging people a lot doesn't necessarily mean you're making a lot. So it's really understanding, great, how much are we charging? When do we charge? Um, how do we get paid? Is it, you know, and it's getting more detailed and understanding, do we have just a few major clients or customers and they pay us a lot of money? Great. There's a little risk in that. But how can we optimize those cash inflows? When do we pay AP, accounts payable? When are we collecting AR, accounts receivable? How can we accelerate? collecting money? And how can we either manage 
or delay, you know, paying certain funds to make sure that when we start a week, we know how much money we have. When we end a week, we know how much money we're going to have. And it should be a weekly cash flow. And some people say, hey, 13-week cash flow, we usually go out, you know, at least a year because it's, here's another element. If I hire a salesperson, what's going to happen to cash? Initially, cash is going to dip because we're spending more. But then our expectation is that person's going to bring in business. Okay, great. When are they going to bring in business? Okay, how long does it take to close a deal? But then how long does it take us once we close a deal to then get paid by that customer? And being able to understand how those, how those uh, activities will change cash flow, it's just thinking through. One thing that's awesome about business and cash flow is it's very linear. There's no like, whoa, can't believe that happened. Like, it's very one, two, three, four, A, B, C, D. We know what's going to occur. And it's breaking it down. It's involving your team, having open, honest discussions. Probably most importantly, being very um, fiscally conservative. Don't look on the bright side. Let's plan for the worst. Is our thing still okay? Okay, let's go from there then. When you say thinking regarding mindset, do you see any any difference in last, let's say, 10, 15? I mean, what is going on regarding topic, people, and thinking, and accountability? And your topic, resilience, of course, as well. But let's start with thinking, with mindset. What's going on? Are people more open, more, more close? I think people are generally the same. I think the news portrays like things a little differently than it really is. Most people are generally very well aligned on core values. Like Most people are good. But the thing I think that has shifted from a thought perspective is the glamorization of entrepreneurs. Being an entrepreneur sucks generally. You're you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know. Oh, are we gonna are we gonna make payroll? Or you know, am I gonna be a failure? Like it's so much self doubt. It's so many things that people don't realize. And I think we've glamorized people that run businesses. Like, and I think that's it's so rare to see to reach that level of success. But I think because of mass media. And because of like, you know, a social media, people, especially entrepreneurs, will portray how great things are. And in reality, we see behind the curtain, most businesses are on a razor's edge of collapse. And it's it's not a bad thing. It's just the reality is entrepreneurship is not as glamorous as people think it is. It's a it's amazing growth, like great things can happen. I love it, but it's also brutal. There's so much self-doubt, so many things that you're having to figure out that you've never had experience in, that you've never, ever faced before. And everyone's looking to you for an answer. And I think the reality is, I believe people think it's easier than it really is. Um, and I think that's the biggest mindset that's changed, is that it's not a get-quick-rich scheme. It's not easy more often than not, businesses fail, and I don't believe they need to, but it's you have to be willing to take a very honest look at yourself in the mirror on a daily basis and face down some of the most difficult challenges you faced, knowing that the decisions you make are going to impact the households you're supporting, not only yours, but your employees. And I, you know, that's, I don't think there's enough awareness around. I think it's we've that's the mindset that's really shifted is people thinking it's this easy path to wealth and it's not.
Really what we're doing at Focus Energy is helping business owners understand their business in simple terms. It doesn't mean this is easy to do. We're really working with them hand in hand in their business, fractionally executing, bookkeeping to CFO, whatever's really needed here to make sure we can help not only the owner, but their entire leadership team understand their business better, understand what actions need to be taken to achieve their goals. What is it going to cost? How many people? When? What does good look like? How do we manage it? What are the metrics and KPIs? We're the third that's really driving them to success. And success is different for every business. And that's why what we do is different for every business. It's built upon the tenets of, hey, debits and credits, using accurate data to make informed decisions based on actionable reporting metrics, KPIs. And probably the biggest thing we do is we just are very willing to have the tough conversations with our clients, the things they don't want to talk about because they're scared. And our number one tenant of success and value is think of the households. Every single employee is 2.2 people that they support. So what we do is for those people, it's helping make sure that they have a job tomorrow, a week from now, a month, a year, 10 years from now, we're going to help make the business more successful. And there's many things we do to do that. Number one, though, is really being in it shoulder to shoulder with our clients and, and figuring out what are we going to do? How are we going to do it? We have a ton of experience, but every business is unique. But we bring transparency, trust, and, and ultimately insight into what is and is not working in a third party perspective that says, I think you've been lying to yourself. Here's what the data says. And that's probably the biggest value we provide is that integrity and execution, you know, just being accountable for doing what we said we were going to do and we said we were going to do it and holding that mirror up and helping businesses see the truth about their own business and how they can improve it. You have been recognized as one of the top 25 young professionals of 2020 and are a regular contributor to Forbes councils. How have these platforms impacted your journey and influence in the business world? Yeah, thank you. And really what, what we've seen after working with hundreds of businesses is, you know, some few specific examples of really where we're focused and what we're doing. Most businesses and business leaders have a certain perception of their business, of what they do, how they do it. Most times they're generally They've been telling themselves great lies. Some examples would be, we're always looking at great product market fit, how you make more money, more revenue off of the businesses or the clients you already have or customers you already have. We had a business where it was about a you know 2 million ARR software business at the time. And they said, um, hey, no, we're, we're great. Everything's going well. And we just need to close some more deals. Well, we broke the business down, built out a monthly projection, bottoms up. And we said, hey, you have a huge churn issue. Actually, it's you have a product market fit issue. And they sat there and said, no, we don't, not at all. Like that can never be the case. Well, the reality was, yeah, they had a, the churn was at 20%. And so we built reporting that showed them exactly, we, we segmented all the customers. So it's very specifically where the product market fit issues were with which customer uh, segments built consistent reporting that we looked at every month. And we brought churn down from 20% to 5% which all of a sudden they're like, wow, no, we actually cash is way better now. It's like, yeah, because it's not dripping out the bottom of the bucket every time we put it in. 
Um, other examples really looking at um, built up, uh, we increased uh, profitability with another SaaS type client, really where it was, it's an interesting perspective. We went in and increased profitability by about 30% um, year on year in the first year working with them. But then based on understanding and breaking down all of the goals the client had, we then ran them to zero profitability the next year on purpose. And it's a very measured, specific approach to saying, what's it exactly going to take to get this done? And there is no straight line to success, but we really built a method of building bottoms up forecasting um, with the finance team we have and really helped them understand within each department, what needs to be done? When does it need to be done? Who's doing it? building the metrics and KPIs that we looked at on a weekly and monthly basis to say, are we on track, off track? What are we going to change? And yeah, the, the path we originally laid out, was it right? Absolutely not. It was 100% wrong, but it's not about being right. It's about getting everyone aligned, build, getting the buy-in, and we were able to really help them understand what wasn't working in sales, what wasn't working in marketing, very specifically what channels, sales channels weren't working, what marketing funnels were not effective, how are we optimizing each part of the lead, MQL, SQL, opportunity, close one? How are we doing that in HubSpot, implementing HubSpot? Um, it's really about building a clear path and then we do that consistently with every client, irrespective of the type or industry. We had another one where we went in um, and it was a um, CPG company, a food company. And we went in and the person said, the, the founder was, she was saying, well, you know, it's great. We just need to sell more. And I was like, well, it, something's not going on here because you're not actually making money at all. And when we looked at the accounting, we went through the chart of accounts, the other accountant that we took over from, well, they put half of the COGS down in operating expenses. So while they thought they were making money on every unit sale, they're actually losing like 50 cents on every unit they sold on a, on a $4 unit. And so when we put that up in COGS, yeah, it was a, it was a shit show because we had to go back to all the suppliers and they were in 2000 retail locations. We had to go back. Like this wasn't a good problem to solve. It wasn't fun and it was very painful, but realigning how they understood the business. So we said, great. The reality here is it's costing us, you know, anywhere between 250 to 450 to sell these units. So our sale price is not where it needs to be. So we have to go back and renegotiate. Well, they're not going to, I know they're not going to like it. No one's going to like it. But if you keep on this path, you just keep losing money. And really it realigned the entire perspective of the organization. And they're still actually around. They've actually doubled in size and it's, it's exciting because it's, these are not easy problems to solve, but they're core to the business. How do we make money? Where are we losing money? Where are we making money? And, and how do we optimize that? And we just, it's different for every business and we just chart a path to achieving those objectives and goals. And what about you, your, your specific mindset, your daily routine? So you're successful. You probably have some kind of approach, maybe some secret ingredients, who knows? Yeah, I do have a secret ingredient. And the number one thing is I don't give a shit about money. 
I care. I have a mission of I want to help people through entrepreneurship and I am wholly dedicated to why am I doing what I do. So when times get tough, when when I'm tired, when I'm facing a very difficult challenge, I don't have to be like, oh, like oh, I'm not going to, you know, bitch and moan about it. I'm going to get it done because I care deeply about helping people. And that helps me get through anything. It's literally there is no short shortcut to success and you know if someone knows of it I, I hope i hope you have them on and i will love listening to them because all i've learned is it's hard work perseverance and most importantly being open to to other viewpoints and, and, and inviting that in to see is there a better way to do this and it's um i wake up early i generally wake up around four or five in the morning and I, I work my ass off every day. And I, I just, I think that's the only path to success. Is it, is it super efficient? I'm sure there's a better way to do it. But I know that when I look in the mirror, I can say, am I fulfilling my life's mission? And yeah. And that excites me every day. And it, it attracts the right type of clients. It attracts the right type of staff. And it's, I think that's how you change the world for the better is, believe in something more than money. Money always follows passion, but understand why do you wake up in the morning? What change are you making? You have secured 100 million plus dollars in funding for your clients. So congratulations for that one as well. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that's... Um, those elements of understanding unit economics, cash flow, understanding the story behind the numbers, and most importantly, transparency with oneself. And like that's the big component to being able to successfully raise money. It's the venture capitalist PE firm, they're not stupid. You're not, you're not, you didn't solve it with your pitch deck here. They're gonna smell bullshit if it doesn't make sense. Like, it has to be simple. Just because it's simple doesn't mean it's easy to do. It's breaking it down and truly understanding your business. And that's when you do that, it's easy as hell to raise money. You know exactly who you're selling to, why, why they're going to buy it, what the competitive landscape is, the go-to-market strategy, product market fit, all the people you need, how much cash, what the return looks like. It enables you to have penetrating, meaningful discussions. And that's what successful capital raises are built on is a good understanding of what creates success for your business. All right, if you want to find out more, please go to www.focusedenergy.work. That's W-O-R-K, focusedenergy.work. And just complete a uh, contact us uh, form and we'll reach out, set up some time to talk about it and figure out, um, one, can we help you? And how will we help you? Um, and then have that conversation. Um, it's a lot of fun, actually. 21st Century Entrepreneurship with Martin Piskarik. Imagine a space where triumphs, trials, and tales of entrepreneurship come alive. Welcome to the 21st Century Entrepreneurship Podcast, a gold awarded journey hosted by Martin Piskorik, connecting with listeners in 95 countries. 
and ranking in the top 0.5% of all podcasts. Join our exclusive community, elevate your perspective, and embark on the path to success.